Hello, everyone, and welcome to season five of the Mo Money podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Barrios. Thank you so much for joining me for another season of the show. Now, the Mo Money podcast actually just celebrated its two-year anniversary back in June, which I still can't believe. So this is sort of like the new year for this show. And uh, you know what I like to do when it's a new year? I like to celebrate, which is why I am kicking off season five of the podcast by doing a special contest. That's right. I'm going to be giving away some Amazon gift cards to celebrate you for listening to my podcast and being such an awesome, loyal listener. All you have to do is leave me an iTunes review. That should really take you like less than two minutes to do. Then visit the show notes for this episode for details on how to prove to me that you actually did it and will then be automatically entered into win. Now to find the show notes, easy peasy, jessicamorehouse.com slash 115, because this is episode 115 of the show. So again, all you have to do is leave me a review on iTunes, then go to the show notes, uh, jessicamorehouse.com slash 115 to find out how to enter the contest. Okay, so let's kind of talk more about this season of this show. This season is actually a bit different than my other seasons, honestly. I never really do themes for seasons, but after recording a bunch of interviews for the season over the summer, I realized that there was definitely a theme going on. And the theme was earning, earning more, finding new ways to make more money, getting a side hustle, even jumping into entrepreneurship. Now, I love talking to guests about saving, paying off debt, budgeting, and investing. I think those are very important, and I'm not going to leave those behind. But I think it's really important to also focus on that other part of personal finance, which is earning. Sometimes there's just no more room to cut back in your budget. And when that happens, it means you need to earn more money in order to to live the life that you want to achieve your financial goals. And that was definitely what inspired my next guest to go from post-grad trying to pay off her student loan to a laptop entrepreneur who now brings in, and I am not kidding you when I say this number, over $100,000 per month. Yeah, doesn't sound real, which is why I needed to interview her to find out what was going on and how the heck uh, is she able to do this. So uh, I am talking to Michelle schroeder Gardner, the blogger behind Making Sense of Sense for this uh, first uh, episode in season five of the show. She is literally living most of our dreams right now by being her own boss, traveling to amazing destinations year round and proving that if you want to earn more money, well, if there's a will, there is a way. But before I get to that interview, I want to talk about this episode's sponsor. Support for this episode comes from the Simply Cash Preferred Card from American Express, ranked the top cashback card from Rewards Canada. Card members earn 5% cash back on purchases for the first six months up to $300 and 2% on all purchases once the welcome rate ends. Visit amex.ca slash compare simply cash to learn more. Once again, amex.ca slash compare simply cash. Thanks, Michelle, for joining me on the Mo Money podcast. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. I appreciate it because I always know you're on the road. And uh, are you still RVing around the country? Yep, still RVing. Um, just uh, last month marked two years of RVing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. 
That's yeah. amazing. And do you love yeah. it? I'm assuming yeah. yes. <laughs> Definitely, of course. It seems a lot longer than two years, but then it also seems like we just started at the same time. Yeah. How much, like, where did you start? Like, how much of the country have you seen? Like, that seems like two years. You've probably seen a lot of the United States. We've seen a lot, but we've mainly stayed on the West Coast so far. So mm-hmm. anything west of... Um, like Colorado and over pretty much we've seen really well so one day we plan on doing the east and we've done a little bit but not enough Mm -hmm. and how do you uh, I'm curious like how do you make your plans on where to go we follow the weather so we like to follow like 70 to 80 degree weather or if we have something to do like right now we're in Vegas because Wes has a bachelor party and I have a bachelor party here in the next month so we're here Um, so if we have something to do we'll go there in the RV if we can Uh, but for the most part we follow the weather Okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. So, uh, before you were able to kind of have an online business and live in an RV and go wherever the heck you want, uh, Mm -hmm. you were a, uh, person who had like $38,000 in student loans that you needed to pay off. So I want to kind of take it back to, uh, where you were before you got to where you are, where you were even before you started your, uh, big blog, making sense of sense. Um, you let's, let's kind of go back. What did you study in school and how did that kind of affect you in terms of student loans? Um, so in college, my undergraduate degrees, I was a double major. They were business management and business administration. And then I took a, a six to eight month break to find a full-time job or well, to find a job that used my career, um, or my major. Mm -hmm. And after that, I went back for my finance MBA and I started my blog while I was going back for my finance MBA. And here I am now making sense of sense full time. Don't use my degrees. (laughs) (laughs) Well, did did you find like the finance MBA sort of came into play? Yeah. I mean, it definitely all helped. Um, I used to be a financial analyst and I dealt a lot with like the corporate side when it came to like mergers and acquisitions and valuing businesses. So I learned a lot about businesses and how to properly run one and run one. And Mm -hmm. um, that definitely was helpful. But uh, there's definitely no major college major of blogging. So no. a lot of it was learn as I go. So exactly. So you started it when you were in school, which sounds busy enough. Cause I'm sure a finance MBA doesn't sound like a walk <laughs> in the park by any means, but so you graduated and then you were stuck with a, a bunch of student debt, like most people who go to school or go back to school. What was your kind of thinking like, oh, I need to tackle this right away. Did you have a strategy? Because I mean, you already kind of knew a lot about finance. So maybe you had more tools than most people or what was your kind of thinking? Um, So when I graduated with my finance MBA about um, like four or six months later, I received my first student loan bill. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't remember exactly how much it was for. It was between 500 to 1,000, whatever it was, it was way too much. And just the thought of having to pay that amount of money every single month even though I made okay money as a financial analyst, um, five to five hundred to a thousand dollars a month—that's a ton of money. Yeah. So um, I realized I didn't want to have to pay that for the next decade or even fifteen years. So I decided I'm going to pay this off as quickly as I can, put as much money as I can towards it each month, and that's exactly what I did. I was able to pay off around thirty-eight thousand dollars in debt in less than well, in, in seven months. In seven months. Yep. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. How are you? able to do that. I'm, I'm assuming that you really had to kind of change your lifestyle a bit to make that work, to make, I guess, debt repayment kind of your main priority. And did you always have the goal of seven months or did it just turn out that way? 
Um, the goal is actually six months, um, I think. And so <laughs> it was just really quick. I just wanted to pay it yeah. off as quickly as I could. Um, six months sounded crazy at the time, but it got easier and easier. And I liked the six to seven month time frame because um, it seemed more doable, like paying off debt for five years or whatever seems very tiring. In six months, I just kept thinking, oh, well, I'm only five months away. I'm only four months away. So it was very refreshing and motivating to do it in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. Did you find it really uh, like restricting? Like, was it really hard to kind of aggressively pay down your debt like that? Um, It wasn't too bad since... Well, when I went to school for my undergraduate degrees and my graduate degree, I was also working full time um, throughout all of it Mm -hmm. and volunteering and I was in school clubs and stuff. So I was always busy around 100 hours a week, no matter what. Wow. So once I finally graduated, I just used pretty much all that time towards making extra money, finding ways to save money and so on and so on. So I was busy, but in a different way. So Mm -hmm. it was all worth it, though. Definitely. Mm -hmm. It was tiring, but worth it. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned, yeah, I think a lot of people are wondering how on earth can someone pay off that amount of debt in such a short amount of time? And was part of your strategy, well, you also worked, but you were also trying to make extra money. And I guess that is kind of like the missing ingredient. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the very first thing I always tell people to do when they want to pay off their debt is one, to take all your student loan debt, uh, like balances and Mm -hmm. add them all up. Know the exact penny that you owe. A lot of people think, oh, I think I owe like 35,000. And then when they finally add it all up, sometimes it's double or even triple that. So once you know exactly how much you owe, I feel like it's a lot more realistic and you can make more of a better game plan to pay it off. So that's the first thing I did. I added everything up. The second thing I did was that I found ways to save money to cut my budget. And then the third thing was, which was the biggest thing was I found ways to make extra money. And that included, I worked on making sense of sense on the side. I was a staff writer for other blogs and websites. Um, I sold items around my home on Craigslist, eBay, um, everything else. And um, I took surveys at mystery shops. I pretty much did anything you could think of and I was just throwing all of that extra money towards my student loans so that mm-hmm. I wouldn't miss the money each month. And it, yeah, so it was, it wasn't as bad to pay it off because it was only seven months mm-hmm. and I devoted pretty much every moment of those seven yeah. months towards paying off my debt. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, that's, it, you're very resourceful. So after, I guess, getting accustomed to, you know, paying off debt, then you're debt free, but you also have all of these side hustles. What kind of changed in your life? What are you going to do with all that extra money? I think that's a, a lot. A lot of people get lost with that. They don't know. And that's sometimes how they get more into more debt because they're just not sure what to do with savings. Um, so what we did afterwards and what we still do is, is that we just pretty much just save it. We invest it as soon as we can. Um, we have, we always monitor our cash flow, or spending our expenses and stuff like that. Um, and we've always been pretty good about being realistic and saving as much as as much money as we can. Thinking mm-hmm. about the end goal, like, retiring early or going on some kind of vacation is really helpful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. So you mentioned that uh, we, so I'm assuming it's you and your husband. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you really work together in terms of, you know, um, yeah, kind of looking into your financial goals together? Was that a really important kind of aspect of you getting out of debt, staying out of debt and continuing to save and then eventually kind of going off and starting your own business? Yeah, being on the same page is definitely very helpful. Um, I always tell people like um, everyone should be on the same page in a family when it comes to the financial situation. Like a lot of families, one person manages everything when it comes to money, like Mm -hmm. they'll pay all the bills, they know how much debt they have. Then surprisingly, the other spouse 
doesn't even know like how much debt they have, how much credit card debt they have, what their monthly mortgage payment is. And mm-hmm. I feel like that can really hurt a couple when both people aren't on the same page and both people aren't aware of what's going on. So both of us being aware definitely helps. And it's very important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, at what point did you start your blog, Making Sense of Sense? And why did you choose to do one that's specifically about, you know, educating people about personal finance? Is it mainly because of your background in finance? Um, No. So when I started my blog back in August of 2011, I didn't know that blogs could make money, that they were, uh, that they could be turned into a business or anything like that. Um, I started my blog as a way just to talk about myself pretty much. Um, I was reading Cosmopolitan Magazine in August of 2011, which is super weird. I know. And <laughs> whenever I tell you all this story, I'm like, oh, I sound crazy probably. Because usually that has nothing to do with personal finance, especially back then. Yeah. Um, but they, they featured a personal finance website called daily worth in their, in their magazine. And I headed over to that website and I started scrolling through the comments and a lot of the comments were from other personal finance bloggers. And I started reading personal finance blogs and I was like, Oh, this is really interesting. It sounds kind of fun to talk about money and to be mm-hmm. really open about it. So I started my blog just as a hobby, just to talk about money, to help myself with money mainly. And, um, like I said, I did not know that they could make money six months after I started my blog, another blogger contacted me and said, Hey, I know you don't make any money with your blog. Um, if I have an advertisement deal with an advertiser and you can make a hundred dollars, just placing an advertisement on your blog. I was like, Oh, that, that sounds interesting. So I tried it out and then it all just grew from there super quickly. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And again, another way to kind of make extra money. Did you have the idea that it would just kind of remain a side hustle and then you'd continue with your job or did things like at what point did they kind of shift and you're like, huh, maybe I could actually completely change my career and do this as my business. When I first started making, um, that first hundred dollars for my blog, um, I was super shocked that I could make anything. And then, um, I want to say like, a couple months after that, I still kind of thought like, oh, it'll just be like a part-time thing. Like it'll never become a full-time earnings. And I was publishing monthly income reports at that time. And at that time in every single monthly income report, I was like, you need to find something to make more money. Like this isn't enough. I need to get a real side job, mm. a real part-time job. And if you read my income reports, they're really funny because I never once think I could turn that into a part-time job or even a full-time job. Um, I, that just never even crosses my mind. But after about a year of, after that hundred dollars, it kept growing and growing. And that's when I realized, oh, maybe I could turn this into a full-time job. And I think that's also around the same time when I start telling people about my blog, because I started out anonymously. Mm, so that's after, right. Yeah. So after, I want to say a year and a half, it was about six months before I turned my blog into my full-time job. I actually started telling people. And after that, people started reading it and they were like, oh, like, this is really good. You can turn this into a full-time job. And I was like, oh, never thought about that. That's actually a really good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. That sounds amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm curious too. So you've had the job and you decided to do it full-time. Uh, were you kind of worried about leaving kind of like maybe your cushy corporate job to go alone? And, you know, it, there's a lot of people who do start online businesses and I don't think they realize how, what goes into it. And, uh, so I, I'm curious, you know, you started with that first advertisement, what else did you kind of add in to kind of diversify and to kind of grow your business? So you're not dependent on one income source and if it dries up, Oh shoot, I have to go get another <laughs> job again. 
Yeah. So I, when I left my day job or before I left it, before I turned in my two months notice, um, I was super nervous. Um, I talked to so many people about this. I was nervous of leaving the job, the benefits, the stability and so on and so on. Um, and just actually using my degrees, I was nervous about leaving all that. Um, so I always, I've always made it an effort to diversify my income as much as I can. Um, So back then I was doing a lot of things that I don't do now. Like back then I relied more heavily on sponsored posts, uh, sponsored partnership with partnerships with companies. Um, I did a lot of staff writing. I don't do any staff writing now. And I also did social media management and website management back then. And I don't do Mm -hmm. any of that now, but back then that was a great way to diversify my income so that everything wasn't so reliant on the actual blog, making sense of sense. Mm-hmm. So predominantly, what do you do now? Now that you don't do any of that, what has kind of worked for you now that's, you know, didn't work a couple of years ago, or maybe you didn't even know that it was a possibility to do to your business? So now mainly everything is focused on my actual blogging business. So mm-hmm. all the incomes through affiliate income on making sense of sense. I have an affiliate marketing course called making sense of affiliate marketing, um, sponsored advertisements on my blog. Um, that is pretty much everything. <laughs> everything is mainly yeah. focused on making sense of sense in <laughs> my own business, not really freelancing for everyone else anymore. And did you find that that was just like something that you you just wanted to integrate more in your life or have more balance and more freedom and you just like liked doing more, I guess? <laughs> um, so back then it was great, but now I've just realized I want to be my own boss. I want to be in complete control and being your own boss, your income potential is pretty much unlimited. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have a much more flexible schedule since we RV full time. It's much better this way. Um, I'm not a fan of schedules anymore. Mm-hmm. So RV life's probably ruined me in that way instead yeah. of being my own boss, but it's definitely great still. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'd love to know, because I know you at one point uh, bought uh, a house, but I think you sold it to uh, RV around the country. What made you decide to do that? I think because a lot of people our age are just thinking of starting to get into the housing mm-hmm. uh, you know, market and buy their first property. Why did you want to kind of do something completely different? Um, so me and my husband bought, we bought our house when we were each 20 years old and that was back in 2009 and mm-hmm. we sold it in 2015, July of 2015 so that we could start RVing full-time. Um, we loved living in the house. We lived in it for almost six years, um, but traveling full-time just seemed more fun at the time and it definitely still is. Um, I don't know when we'll ever settle down again and live in a house mm-hmm. again, but yeah, we definitely love RV life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's another question. It's, you know, do you think, yeah. How long do you feel like you will continue to RV? Do you, do you have like plans like that? Like for, oh yeah, definitely for the next five <laughs> years or do you just kind of take it month by month or year by year? Um, we're pretty open. Um, we love RVing and I definitely don't think like full-time traveling will ever change for us. Uh, next we plan on possibly sailing, backpacking and stuff like that. Um, I think us living in a normal house again, that would probably be at least a few decades, at least a decade away. Oh, wow. So I would assume it'd be a long time. We really like full-time traveling. Yeah, no, definitely. So I'd love to kind of, yeah, get an idea of what full tra- full-time traveling means. Cause it's, I think something that lots of people dream about doing, but they don't really know what's involved, mm-hmm. myself included. What does it look like? It doesn't, it's probably not that easy to also have 
everything you own and you have in one RV and you must be really organized. (laughs) I like everything being in here. So when we, we just got back from a 10 day sailing trip back in Mm -hmm. June and, um, packing for that was like really stressful because we had to make sure we had everything. And usually when we RV, I mean, everything's there. You just don't ever forget anything. Yeah. So it's really easy. And that's something I really like about it. Um, being able to bring your home everywhere is definitely super comfortable. Um, so you can make food in your own home. You know how clean it is. Um, you can take showers, everything else like that. And we have a different view outside our window pretty much all the time. So it's really great. If we want to be near a mountain, we can park near a mountain. If we want to be on the beach, we can be on the beach and so on and so on. So it's really great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess that's another question I had too. It's like when you're RVing, when you, I guess, stop at different locations, it's not like you're just like stuck in the RV and you just have like a little tiny house on wheels. You kind of, I guess you've got to be very outdoorsy to really take advantage of the whole purpose of RVing. Yeah, definitely. We definitely go on a lot of hikes. Um, I probably walk my dog around four to five miles a day, um, every single day. Um, we're outside a lot. Um, right now we're in Vegas, so we're not outside as much because it's really hot here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So we're, we definitely still like to, we like to go out to eat a lot. Um, that's definitely not the greatest thing for a personal finance expert probably, <laughs> but since we travel full time, we like to like yeah. go to like TripAdvisor's top 10 restaurant list and we like to knock them all out. So Mm -hmm. if we're somewhere for a long time, so we have different things that we like to do, but there's always something to do when you're traveling full time. There's always something new to see. Absolutely. So I I guess, do you feel like you are, you kind of have to be a little bit of a minimalist because you have that lack of space? Um, we're, some people would probably say we're a minimalist, but other people who are actually in tiny homes would say that our house is really big. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's kind of a weird in between like our house, our RV is maybe like six, 500, 600 feet, square mm-hmm. feet on the inside. Um, so, I mean, that's definitely like triple the size of a normal tiny home. So, I mean, I guess that's who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, we definitely still have a lot of space where we could put stuff in, in our RV. Um, So, but I mean, like, was it a big transition from going from a house to an RV? Was that like a big, yeah. Yeah. That was definitely hard. Um, so when we had our house, we had Salvation, Salvation Army come over and just bring a truck full, an empty truck so they can Mm -hmm. take as much stuff as they wanted. We also had, um, neighbors from like multiple houses around us come over and we told them, take whatever you want. Like, we don't care. Uh, (laughs) Don't pay us anything. Just take it. Like we don't want it. Um, so we had that happen and yeah, we donated so much stuff and that was a little hard. And I want to say, I think it was the first six months we had a storage unit. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of our stuff had to be air conditioned. So we just had to buy one big air conditioned unit because we didn't want our stuff just scattered everywhere. Yeah. And that was almost $200 a month for a storage unit. Wow. So yeah. So we were just like, oh, this is a waste of money. Like if we RV for the next five years, that's like over $5,000 just to keep our stuff and our stuff's not worth $5,000. Yeah. So, um, eventually we, uh, like all the stuff in the storage unit was all brand new furniture that we just boxed. We had just moved to Colorado. It's really confusing. We moved to Colorado for a little bit, decided we wanted to RV, but we had all this new furniture. So we gave it all to my husband's parents and we asked them if they would take some of our personal stuff too. And it all fit into one like super tiny closet in their house, not even a walk-in closet, just like a tiny, super mm-hmm. tiny one. And so all of our stuff, that we care about like photo albums, photo yeah. albums and stuff are the, over there don't have a storage unit anymore. And we have tons of space in here. And while it was hard in the beginning, it was definitely worth it. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm much more mindful of what I buy, but I'm also super less wasteful. And I feel like it's a lot better this way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I guess that, that brings me to another question. What mm-hmm. made you decide to do RVing full time? Like at what point were you like, we want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> so my husband always wanted to RV. Um, he would show me like little tiny RVs for like a thousand dollars on Craigslist or even less. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's never going to happen. Stop showing me those. <laughs> and <laughs> one day we went to an RV dealership in our town and I actually stepped in my very first RV and that was actually the RV that we bought. Oh, yeah. So we bought that RV and it was just a way to go back home because we had just moved to Colorado and for weekend trips in Colorado. Um, So after we bought it, after like a month, we had actually not gone home in that whole month, like since day one of buying it. So we were like, okay, well, having a home is obviously a waste. So after our lease ended, like six months after that, we only spent like three days in, in the house in like the last six months. And my sister was house sitting it for mm-hmm. us the whole time. Um, and we decided just to get rid of the house, start RVing full-time for real, um, get rid of all our stuff. And yeah, it's been really great. Yeah. That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and you mentioned your sister, cause I know she also has a personal finance blog too. So mm-hmm. how did you, I guess, help her a get interested in personal finance because I have sisters and it's, it's hard to kind of sometimes get them excited yeah. about it. Uh, but also, uh, encourage her to kind of do what you did and start a blog and also, you know, the online business side of things. I think that's really great that you're kind of including your sister in that. Yeah. So I convinced her to start a blog. I want to say it was probably like four or three, four years ago or something. And she wasn't super interested in it at first. And I was like, no, you should start it. And then it wasn't until about a year ago when she started taking it seriously and she loves it now, which is like really great. I'm really proud of her. I'm really happy for it because I love it. So it didn't make any sense for my sister not to love it too. I mean, she should love it. And now she Mm -hmm. does. So, um, but yeah, she makes a full-time income from her blog and helps tons of people. And there's so many times where I'm like, that is a good idea, Lexi. Why, why am I not doing that? So, and so she's teaching me stuff and I'm teaching her stuff and it's great. That is so cool. That is so cool. So what, where do you kind of see, do you have like any future plans or do you just kind of living in the moment? (laughs) So I'm, pretty bad with plans as RVers, like we'll make a route. And I feel like this is normal for, for all our viewers. We'll make a route like, Oh, we're going to be doing this for the next six months. And then a day later, everything will change. We won't go to any of those places ever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so things are just always changing. Um, we sort of have a route that we like to do that we plan on doing for the next six months, but I mean, things can always change. Um, eventually we plan on sailing full time, but mm. that's, things always change. So we'll that's going to be a, a little bit trickier. Like, do you know how to, like, I guess you have to learn how to sail. I don't know um, how to sail. <laughs> yeah. My husband does oh, Okay, something. Yeah. I still have to learn when we went on that 10 day sailing trip, it was all of us sailing. So mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun and it kind of, we went on the trip so that we could see if we, if it was something we wanted to do. And because I had never been on a sailboat, but we always had plans to sail eventually. So we wanted to see if I'd get sick or not. I oh, that's, so. good. that's good. <laughs> yeah. Would the kind of eventual plan be to kind of sail around the world so you can see everything? Um, yeah, probably <laughs> not sail around it, but probably about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. world's big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'll go to as many places as we can. <laughs> that is amazing. So, um, just 
before I let you go, uh, I would absolutely love to know just some of the kind of, I, I actually really do love your spending reports because you're very transparent about exactly what's going on, which I think is really important, especially when there are lots of other bloggers who do make an income from their blog and you're like, but how do you do it? I don't mm-hmm. understand. Um, so I, I really appreciate that. But I would love to know, like, you know, lots of people come to your blog and they kind of like, ooh, I would love to be able to do exactly what Michelle is doing in RV around the world. How do I get started? I'm assuming like the first thing is to like create a blog, but you know, lots of people have blogs. What, what do you feel like you really learned or are doing really well that kind of sets you aside from all these other blogs that exist? Um, so when it comes to blogging, I would definitely say it's, um, I just, I'm just myself. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will say, oh, I like reading your personal finance posts. They're not like everyone else's. They're more personable. Um, you include like your mistakes, other details and stuff like that. It's just not generic finance blog posts. Mm-hmm. Right? And another thing is that I also talk about pretty much everything on my blog. Like people will say, well, can I, can I only talk about money? Does it have to be strictly about budgets 24 yeah. seven or something like that? But on my blog, I talk about money, investing, saving, travel, um, reaching your dream life, uh, building confidence, um, traveling full time. I talk about pretty much everything and I always tie it back to money because money can tie into everything. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I can reach a lot more people and I can make it a lot more interesting and I can show people things that they might not have thought of before, like traveling full time and stuff like yeah. that. Absolutely. So, so yeah, yeah, it's about kind of, yeah, hitting a lot of people. And it's true. It's like, you do talk a lot of about a lot of different things, but they all kind of come back to the one thing, which is money. And it's important to talk about yeah. it, know about it. And, you know, you'd be surprised what your life could, could, could turn into, uh, if you really kind of take control of it, which is obviously your proof of that. I'm sure you never expected to live the life that you're living now. No, definitely not. <laughs> it's funny. Um, just, Actually, this week, I guess, marks six years since I started making sense of sense. Wow. And when I think back about it, I'm like, six years ago, man, I never thought this is what would be happening. I know. Right A now. lot can happen in six years, apparently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I know. Well, thank you, Michelle, for taking the time to chat with me for this uh, episode. It was a pleasure chatting with you. And uh, before I let you go, where can uh, people find more information about you and also uh, maybe that course that you mentioned? Yeah, um, you can find me at makingsenseofsense.com. That's my personal finance blog. Um, for my affiliate marketing course, that's making sense of affiliatemarketing.com. Um, you can find me on Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, pretty much everywhere you can think of. I'm probably there. My Instagram yeah. is all travel photos. So I love your Instagram. It's yeah. just like makes me like, oh my gosh, I want to go traveling right now. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to see travel stuff, that's where you'd find that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again for joining me and happy yeah. travels. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And that was episode 115 of the Mo Money podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to learn more about Michelle at her website, makingsenseofsense.com. She also has a free Facebook group that has thousands of people in it, but I'm part of it and it's really, really fun. So make sure to check that out. It's called Making Sense of Sense Community. And she also has a free how to start a blog email course that you can check out on her website. Again, makingsenseofsense.com is where you can find all that juicy stuff. And also a big thank you to this episode's podcast sponsor, Amex. Support for this episode comes directly from the Simply Cash Preferred Card from American Express. It is ranked the top cashback card from Rewards Canada. And card members earn 5% cash back on purchases for the first six months up to $300. And then you earn 2% on all purchases once the welcome rate ends. Not a bad 
deal, guys. So visit amex.ca slash cash to learn more. Again, you can check them out at amex.ca slash cash. Now, before I let you go, I want to remind you of my contest that I'm currently running to celebrate season five of the Momony podcast. Super simple. All you have to do is leave me an iTunes review. Uh, obviously, I would prefer it to be a nice review and not a hate review. I don't really like those. So please send me some nice words in the form of an iTunes review and then visit the show notes for this episode, jessicamorehouse.com slash 115 to see all the instructions on how to enter yourself for the contest. Uh, you are not entered into the contest if you just leave me a review. I need to have your email so I can, you know, email you if you win. I need to figure out how to contact you. So make sure to go to jessicamorehouse.com slash 115 for all of those details. You will not want to miss it if you want to win a free Amazon gift card. All right, guys, that is it for me. But uh, good news for you. I am not just doing one episode per week for this season. I'm doing two. I'm doing two episodes every single week for the entire season five of the show. That means you can expect new episodes every Wednesday and Thursday. So uh, make sure to subscribe if you're not already. But uh, I guess I will see you back here tomorrow for another special episode of the No Money Podcast. Thank you so much. I'll check you back here tomorrow. This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.